Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, you lovely people. Welcome back to another episode of the Viva Life Show with me, Tori Ree. So, this is a slightly different one this week. I know, exciting, huh? Um, so, this was actually recorded a couple of weeks back when I was in Austria with the gang, which I'm pretty sure you're all aware of now following the last couple of episodes. Um, but this one was, yeah, slightly different. So, after a couple of conversations with Ferdinand, he decided that it might be a good idea to actually talk to me because you guys hear me all the time and I'm sure you get to know a little bit about me as I drop bits in regards to conversations, but you don't really know much at all. So I thought it was probably about time I did a disclosure. So Ferdy decided to do an interview with me and uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. If you have any further questions, obviously let me know. And in the meantime, please subscribe, like and enjoy. Ferdinand is back again. Hi. I can't say your name without rolling my ass. Um, Ferdinand. You could say just like Americans, Ferdinand. No, it's not um, fun. Say it again, like what? Ferdinand. Um, yeah, that sounds even worse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun to say. Yeah, it's it, to it say. is. And I actually, you know, I don't care if people mispronounce my name or whatever they call it. Like they couldn't say Ferdi, Ferdinand, Ferdinand, V Gaines, or hey dude. Fool. Or Ferd. Fool? Fool. Um, if you want to, yeah. Just yeah. like I, I might ju- not I just, I just. Um, Weirdo is maybe more <laughs> special. Shouldn't have I made the intro because Actually, I take your job because today, if you don't know and you don't know, or maybe you've read it in the title, I don't know. Today, I'm gonna interview the host behind the show. <laughs> Who is the beautiful voice? Who is this Tori? So that's what we're gonna do today. I came up with some questions so you, the listener, get to know Tori better, and then in the future, you know what's up and. Um, yeah, know a bit behind the guest, uh, behind the host, because I think that's always fun. So you ready I'm, for I'm that? slightly nervous because I literally <laughs> have no idea what's coming. And I think it's because I was talking to Josh about this this morning. And it's like, if Josh was going to interview me, he knows everything about me. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, it'd be quite easy to kind of sway the questions or whatever. Whereas you obviously don't really, you know me, but you don't know much about my history or anything like that. So this could go anywhere. Yeah. And I think it's perfect because yeah. it's really interesting for me. Um, and yeah, but it's easy. I just have like some general questions so they get to know you and also mm-hmm. some fun questions so they get to know you even better. So right. I would say we just start. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> is, it, is it the consecutive episode like after mm-hmm. hours? No? Okay. No. One after. Oh, okay. What is in between? Nico. Ah, how was Nico? Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. For how long did you uh, record? Hour. Yeah. With Nico, you don't get under an hour. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it's brilliant. <laughs> He's just full of knowledge. Okay, first we start with some general questions, like to get to know you, like in general, like where are you from? Okay, so I'm from just outside of London, west of London, about 45 minutes out, um, not too far from the Queen. The Queen lives in Windsor, and I live in a place called Berkshire, which is kind of like a couple of miles down the road. Um, it's not a city, but it's a large town. Um, is it also where you grew up? Yeah. Yeah, so I've grown up and lived in the same area. I've lived, obviously, in different places. Well, the States, I've spent quite a lot of time over. Um, but that's that's my home base. Mm-hmm. Mm. And is it like that you know everyone? Yeah, that's the only thing. I mean, I don't really go out into my area much. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you get to a point where it's like, oh, I just don't want to see anybody. <laughs> time um no i i do love my area and it's very much like a community because everybody does know everybody um and it's nice but i i feel like i've got to a point now where i am ready to explore elsewhere mm-hmm. where i just have no idea i'm literally waiting for the universe to direct me a little bit more but it's coming i feel it yeah mm-hmm. did you move so i i went through quite like this is definitely going to go off on a tangent now back in 2015 so I, I had my own property I was engaged uh, I was quite successful in a job with an investment and I had this kind of like huge awakening where I was like I literally live for weekends and for holidays like I'm not happy I don't I never really saw myself staying in that area yet I owned a property there and I just became I started to feel very kind of trapped and really didn't know what I wanted anymore so Long story short, because this could be a very long story, very intimate, but I 
gave everything up. So, oh, was it a guy? Yeah, yeah. So wow. I left my, my, my fiancé at the time, um, which was definitely the best thing for both of us. Um, I Then we ended up selling the property. I quit my job. I mean, my job, literally, so imagine this. I'd, <laughs> I'd read The Alchemist, mm-hmm. and I was reading it, and I was just like, oh, like... I'm really not living my purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like my job, okay, I make good money, but that's literally it. And uh, so the next day I went in and handed in my notice and said, in three months, I'm out. And then three months later, I moved to LA. <laughs> wow. How long yeah. was that ago? So that was 2016 by the time that I quit the job. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, the kind of catalyst of everything changing and moving started in 2015. The following year, following just various kind of conversations that planted seeds, etc., etc., I got to this point where then someone said, oh, have you thought about reading The Alchemist? I was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, yeah, Read it. I wasn't really a big book reader at this point either. And I read it and I was just like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I've got no commitments right now, so it's the best time to do it. And I had this, like, the reason I chose LA is basically when I first split up with my, my ex, I was like, I need to, I need a break. I need to kind of compose myself, get my thoughts together. It was quite a turmoil time. And I'd always wanted to go to LA. Obviously I was into fitness. So I was like, oh, there's so many gyms there. Like I wasn't a vegan at this point. So I was like, there's the cheesecake factory. Like if I don't make any friends, I'm covered. Like I'll be okay. And I went there and uh, I'll actually tell you the story. This has gone, my short story is turning into the No, that's great. I'm really interested. Okay. So I went there and I knew one person kind of, briefly um who invited me to somebody else's birthday party as you do so it's just like a chill around the pool and i met various people and there's one girl i met who at the time i wasn't actually overly sure on her um but in hindsight i think it's just i figured out basically this girl speaks seven languages fluently so she grew up in switzerland but she was spanish she also spoke german french italian like it, it was ridiculous so i think it was more just kind of like i didn't know how to perceive her at first but Within about 24 hours, we became really good friends. Um, and then she was also into fitness. So she said to me, she's like, oh, do you want to come to this uh, workout with me? And I was like, okay, yeah, like, I like to work out. And she was like, yeah, it's a class. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Obviously, my, my fitness was weights because mm-hmm. I was competing at this point. So that's all I knew. Yeah, you against you being your own boss. Right. Like I'd never been put and cardio. What? Oh. Um, so anyway, we went to this, it was a trampoline fitness class. So those like mini trampolines and it was to hip hop music. So I was in my element from a music point of view, mm-hmm. but like it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but by the by. So there was, was it? <laughs> it was ridiculous. I so know. down the line, I ended up teaching a fitness class on oh, the trampolines, wow. but, Back to this point. So remember there was this woman at the back of the class and I don't I don't care what anyone says, all females have crushes on females, period. And I was looking at this woman and I was like, oh my gosh, she is literally the most beautiful thing ever. Um, at the end of the class, she came up to me and introduced herself. And she's like, oh, hey, my name's da-da-da. Um, I've got one of my girlfriends coming to mine for a barbecue this afternoon. If you're doing anything, you're welcome to come. So obviously... <laughs> really didn't have any plans considering I didn't even know anyone (laughs) I was like yeah cool that'd be really nice so I went over we had like a barbecue she had a pool so we just chilled by the pool um just some really good chats and I like it's it's a really like pivotal moment in my brain that I remember we're laying on the grass I had a glass of champagne and we were listening to Bob Marley the sun was beating down it was just it was a beautiful moment and I remember laying there and I was like wow like something clicked and I was like this is the longest I have ever gone without worrying about how people are perceiving me. Like, in hindsight, it was me experiencing the present moment for the first time since mm-hmm. I was like a child. Because for most of like, since my memory kind of kicks in, I'd always been very much comparing myself to other people or I'd been bullied a couple of times when I was younger. So I was quite quick to self-sabotage and always think the worst. Oh, does this person like me? Oh, did would this person like this or have I said something wrong I'd overthink everything that I never was really myself Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean um and in that moment I was just like wow like these girls have spent all day with me like it's genuine love and I've been myself and it just it really meant something to me so anyway I went back home went back to my job went back to life 
the following May, so that was August, the following May, I went out to stay with the girl who I originally wasn't sure on. <laughs> By this point, she'd become like, she's genuinely like my soul sister, it's crazy. So I'd gone out to stay with her, and we decided to take a trip to Vegas, because one of her friends was a uh, backing dancer for Selena Gomez, and it was like the opening night, so the amount of fans Selena Gomez has is absolutely crazy. But anyway, so we went to Vegas, we drove to Vegas, um, had a great, like, a great time we were driving back it's quite it's like a four and a half hour drive mm -hmm. driving back and it's similar to here in austria actually like just mountains everywhere everywhere nothing else obviously there's a bit more desert out there a bit more trees here but it was just so breathtaking and we were having like lots of really deep chats and then we started playing this game where it's like quick fire questions so it'd be like me asking you like okay so what makes you happy and it's the first thing that comes to your like thought process then it started all of a sudden, I don't know how it got to this point, but it got quite, quite deep. And one of the questions was, what do you like most about yourself? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, what? Mm -hmm. I literally sat there for a good 10 minutes and I had nothing to say. Nothing. And the girls were like, are you, are you serious? Like, you can't, whether it's aesthetically or mentally or anything, like, you couldn't say any kind of good qualities that you have. Nope nothing oh, like wow. in my brain I genuinely could not come up with anything and back then it was very much a point I remember I used to look in the mirror and I'd just cry and shout at myself it was very like it was a bad time oh, wow. but this was such a catalyst when other people were noticing kind of like my qualities but I couldn't I couldn't see them myself at all and so then I came back and then the girl whose house I originally went to that summer before for the barbecue her brother was in town and so I was like, oh, we'll go for brunch. And then he was the one who said, have you read The Alchemist? Read The Alchemist, da 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 And then, yeah. So then that's the reason why I went back to LA because mm -hmm. I was like, I've had such magical moments yeah. in LA where I'd really started to learn who I was. I felt such a, like, there was nothing, nowhere else I could go. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? If, if, if I was about to quit my career, it needed to be for a good enough reason. Yeah. And finding myself was the only one that kind of topped that. Um, so that's what so, I did. Wow. <laughs> so would you recommend people who are like at this crossroad where, oh, I earn good money and people say this is good, but mm -hmm. I don't have the feeling that that is really my passion. I don't really like it to read this book. 100%. 100%. You've got to read it with an open mind because I feel like everybody who reads that book reads it differently. And it, I haven't read it. So now not, I want okay, to read it. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely should. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think your journey personally is, is truly inspiring and amazing. And I want to take a lot of like notes out of your book. But in regards to people who kind of are reaching that crossroads, I would definitely recommend it. And I think it's just people need to learn to kind of listen to their guts more. Because for years I didn't. And it's not, there's no kind of magic recipe to it. And there's nothing that I can say to mm -hmm. learn how to do it. But it's just taking that time out to actually listen to your feelings rather than your mind. Like how yeah. does something make you feel? Work made me feel drained mm -hmm. it made me I, I i didn't enjoy it i didn't feel fulfilled there was nothing kind of satisfying about it um whereas at that point obviously the gym was kind of my crutch so going to the gym and lifting a new weight or even just seeing my body change there was something that fueled my belly it felt yeah. satisfied it was me do you know what i mm -hmm. mean like that was how i could define myself now i was like oh yeah it's tori who goes to the gym that was my thing at the time because i don't really feel like I could be associated to my work because I wasn't passionate about yeah. it. Um, That's so good that you realized that and then went out of your comfort zone and right. made this big change for stepping out and actually pursuing what you like, that you combine brain and heart, like what mm -hmm. feels good afterwards, like do if you train, or do I actually enjoy it generally? Um, um, genuine, yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Here we go. Um, wow. And then you moved to... Um, to Cali, to LA? Yeah, so for, for, how long did you stay so, there? Okay, so I was there for like four months at this point. And I remember when I first went out there, so i just competed. So by the time I'd Compe gone out... Um, bodybuilding it, yeah, competition. Yeah, in my bodybuilding competition. So at that point, or prior to me going to LA, I tracked all my food. I tracked all my workouts. I was working in my job, so my week was pretty much mapped out. I knew what I was doing. It was the only, only really weekends that I had some flexibility. All of a sudden, I've gone to LA. I have no schedule. I have no diet plan. I have no training regime. I was like, oh my goodness. I don't know what to do. I felt so unproductive. I was freaking out. So I remember I was like, okay, so I'm now gonna 
uh, go to the gym every morning. Then I'm going to do a vlog. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Still not really made this YouTube thing happen. <laughs> I'm going to do a vlog. Da, 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 da. This is what I'm going to do for the next couple of months. This is going to be great. So I remember that the, the next morning, I actually went for a workout in the park that day. Just to, just to change things up a bit. I was like, let's do something different. Went to the park. Obviously, I'm not the tallest of humans. And I was doing step-ups on a bench that was relatively high. Don't know what happened, but I just... I've never injured myself, but I fell, I stacked it, my ankle was like double the size. Straight away, I was like, oh, shit. I was literally out for... I mean, I was on crutches for three weeks. Wow. Mm. So you didn't compete? So No, so I'd already competed at that point. So this, ah, when I'd gone to LA, yeah, this was after okay. my competition, so I had okay. no plan. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, crap. Like, I mean, at least I'm not working towards something, so I can relax. But I was like, okay, well, I guess that was the universe sign of telling me to relax my body for a bit. Mm-hmm. I had just put it through a really hard prep. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, let's just focus on the vlogs. I can talk about the fact that the universe has sent me signs to not like do this right now, just to kind of focus on me. Maybe I need to focus on my mental health for once rather mm-hmm. than the physical side. So anyway, I went to do a vlog on it, but I quickly ate a salad beforehand. A salad. As I was eating said salad, I bit my tongue so hard, I could not talk for three days. What? My tongue swelled up and I literally like split it. How hard do you chew? I have no idea. I have no idea. And I was literally like, okay, if this isn't the universe telling me to sit down and shut up, I don't know what is. Um, Has it ever been happened to you before? Never. Wow. Never. I've never not been able to train. I've never not been able to talk. Yeah. I was like, what is this? So I literally just read, chilled out. Mm -hmm. And I remember probably about a week or so after uh, I met a friend and we were having this conversation. I said to him, like, I'm just really struggling being over here because I feel like I'm not doing anything productive, da, da, da. He's like, the one thing, Tori, that I want to teach you, he's like, sometimes doing nothing is doing everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you have the right intentions of, it's not about you being lazy and not thinking about it. He's like, if you are intentionally doing nothing because that's what your mind and your body needs, then you are doing something. I was like, oh, I guess I didn't think about it like that. Like for the last 26 years, I've been told what to do every day of my life, pretty much, to all of a sudden I'm out here with no one really that I know that well I'm completely up to my own devices. So I was like, mm, let's create my own kind of destiny then. And yeah, it was a, that was a really kind of like magical moment. And through those months, obviously since then I've learned even more about myself, but it was a huge catalyst, like putting myself out there. Do you know what I mean? To just be somewhere as well that I could actually be me because you can be you wherever, obviously, but at home, everybody's been brought up with me. So they have a perception of me. Even if it's like somebody could know me from six months ago, they know a different person to who I am now because we're constantly evolving, right? Yeah. Um, But everybody keeps those memories of you. And then when they meet you again, the information they have on you has already like created some form of perception of the type of person that you are. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was so nice to just be there. And I always call it my soul home because I feel the people that I met out there, it became like a chosen family. Rather than, there's a lot of friends and people that I have in my life who I love dearly, but realistically it's because they've been in my life for so long. Yeah. If we met now, we wouldn't, like us guys, for example, we only met this year and we're mm-hmm. like a family. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're able to be truly yourself, all of a sudden people see you for who you are. Yeah. So yeah, that was a refreshing experience. Wow, and how long, <laughs> how long did you stay then in, in the yeah, state? Yeah, so I was there for four months. Four months, and then you came back? Four months, and then I came back, mm-hmm. and then after five days, I flew back out. <laughs> okay. Um, so I had a friend who was an air stewardess. And which, which year is it now? So this, is, so this is now the tw- start of tw- 2017. Mm-hmm. And I remember I came back, and imagine, I'd ne- I knew this girl because she dated one of my friends, but we'd never really spoke. And then randomly, we were both in London at the same time, we were like, should we go for a cup of tea? Like, yeah, and straight away we were like, oh my gosh, I love you. And then we were talking, she's like, oh yeah, I'm an air stewardess. She's like, I go to LA on Monday, which was like four days away. I think this was like the Thursday or the Friday. She's like, I'm going there for three nights actually. It's a longer trip because obviously she's an air stewardess. So normally they only get like 24 hours in a place, 48 hours max, but she was getting three nights. She was like, do you want to come with me? <laughs> so I went back. Uh, for three nights and I was like oh my gosh I miss this place so much but obviously I really needed to go back and earn some money because um, it was not cheap to live not out at there all. at all 
And then I was there home again for about two weeks. And then I went back again for two weeks. <laughs> and then I came back and then I was stable for a good, a good period of time, actually. I didn't, I don't think I traveled abroad for like six, seven months. Back which, to the UK. Yeah, back mm-hmm. to the UK. Um, just to reground myself, figure out, kind of digest everything that had happened and all that I'd learned and the, the people that I'd met, the messages that they'd given me kind of thing. Um, so I came back and at first I was doing personal training because obviously fitness had been my passion. So that's why I'd left investment because I was like, oh, like this is what gives me purpose. So I'm going to become a personal trainer. That was short lived in the UK. <laughs> because it's not your passion? Fitness is my passion. But not for others. But it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's and, like cooking. Uh, uh, yeah. I, no, don't be wrong. Like I, there's certain people yeah, friends. who I can train Mm-hmm. Just if they have the right uh, drive behind exactly. training. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like to train hard. Mm-hmm. I like the reason behind training. I like how training makes me feel. I eat good because of I like how it makes my body feel. I mm-hmm. like how I mentally feel. But then there's a lot of people who train because they feel they have to. Yep. Or it's purely to lose weight yeah. or whatever. Like, whereas now, if I do have the odd client, I, I, I am picky. I will take mm-hmm. people on, yeah. but very few. Like, you have to show me that your intentions are to, to learn to love yourself. Mm-hmm. We'll always be improving. Like, I love my body right now. It doesn't mean that I'm going to just not train. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's this whole body exception. Yeah. Which I'm a bit on the, the fence about, like, you can still always improve yourself. But it's learning to love yourself at each individual stage as well. Like, mm-hmm. there is no goal physique. There is no kind of goal weight, unless you're competing that's slightly different. Yeah. But on whole, it's just... A goal feeling to be able to look in the mirror and be like yeah because i'm sorry the sexiest people i've ever come across men and women are the ones who hold their own do you know what i mean like you can have the girl with the baddest body and then you could have like a girl who's maybe slightly out of shape but if she's the one who walks in and knows her worth you're like well okay then you're automatically drawn to her it's about um accepting and loving yourself right Mm -hmm. now and enjoying the journey like i want to go there but i don't make my happiness or right. love depending on if i lose 10 kilo like then in the yeah. future now i love myself here now i learned to love exactly. myself here now it's a journey and then enjoy the way enjoy mm-hmm. the journey like what what is my goal but i enjoy the, the way the ride um yeah and you, all, you just automatically look at yourself differently do you know what i mean like this journey for me obviously i went from a point of i can, i genuinely hated myself like, and I hate to say that mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't like the word hate, although I just use it twice in one sentence. Um, I would look in, not not just physically, like I would look in the mirror, I'd pull my face, I'd call myself ugly. I would, even when I'd been with my ex for seven and a half years, I'd still change in the other room. Even when I had abs for my first competition, I was that uncomfortable with my body. Um, but also in regards to my personality, I remember I had, a, my mum, bless her, had arranged a surprise birthday dinner. Me and my dad had the same birthday. So it was my parents, me, my partner at the time, my cousin and his wife. And I remember um, near the end of the meal, I went upstairs and I cried. And I'm like, why am I crying? Like, I've got all my family here. But in my head, the, the reason why I was so upset is my ex was a funny guy and he was catching jokes with my dad and my cousin. And as usual, I was comparing myself and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I have nothing to add to this, this table. If I wasn't at this dinner table, no one would notice. I have no interest in conversation. I have no jokes to add. Like, don't worry, I think I'm a pretty funny person now. Mm-hmm. But at this point, like, I was just so engrossed in everything that I, I didn't think I was that I wasn't. Um, so, yeah. So, it's, it's nice to be at a point now where you just don't think about that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And is that then... When Vivo Life came into your life, like you uh, went to personal training or you yeah, still so, do it with some? People? No, so Vivo came into my life around 2017. So later that year. Mm-hmm. So I'd come back from LA um, later that year because I put on a lot of weight from having my injury mm-hmm. and not having a diet plan or not like nutritionally following anything. Um, I remember I came back and I was like, oh my gosh, I put on quite a lot of weight. But I also didn't want to diet because I'd had a lot of, I realized how damaging it had been in previous preps. So I decided, I was like, do you know what? Let me take a month out. I'm not going to eat meat because I didn't really like meat anyway. Um, I just ate it to build muscle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but did you, I'm curious, did you just leave it out? Like what was the reason? Yeah, I just, I didn't like eating meat. So I was like, do you know what? Let me, 
let me not stress about my food for a month. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I lose a bit of muscle mass, which I'm not going to in a month, but if I lose some muscle mass, so be it. Like, I just want to eat vegetables and things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I gave up dairy because I was an ice cream monster. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me give up dairy because otherwise I'm just going to replace ice cream with cheese. So I'll just give up, like, let me give up all of it. And then literally after I had a, a chronic knee pain, after two weeks, it had gone. Wow. Gone. I used to struggle to walk up the stairs at 27 years old. Mm-hmm. And like, it just went. And I was like, wow, like, I actually feel really good. I feel like my brain, you know, I don't know if you remember, like when you were eating meat, you had that brain fog. Like mm. sometimes I'd be so tired and I just couldn't think properly. It'd be morning. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just woke up I was like, Huh? Yeah, because so much energy is going towards digestion when exactly. we put like meat into our body, which starts to rot, and our body wants quickly to get rid of it. So all the all the energy goes towards the digestion, and then we all feel drowsy after eating or in exactly. the morning. So yeah, I just I, I was like, oh well, I might I just I, I called myself plant based for a long time. Mm-hmm. But you stumbled across it just by oh, intuition. Yeah. So or so like, then I was like, actually, let me stop having uh, whey protein because that mm-hmm. was something that I really noticed messed up my digestion majorly mm-hmm. um, it didn't used to but it got to a point where it did um, so I was like ah oh, let me just switch like even if I just switch that at, at the start and I remember my what my best friend she used to have really bad cystic acne like on her forehead and we tried everything every skincare product drinking more water this that and the other and then for some reason because my skin had got better from that month I was like, why don't you just try giving up dairy? See how you find it. So she was like, okay. Like, she didn't have much dairy, but one of the things was this having whey. So she was like, oh. And she, she came across Vivo on Amazon. Mm-hmm. This is when they used to do a sample. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I remember I ordered some, and I was like, oh, this tastes quite good. Like, I'll try it. So I tried it, and I liked it. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should explore some different plant-based proteins. And um, I tried a couple more, and then I started noticing, like, I'd get more headaches or it just, it tasted really good, but didn't really do anything else. So I was like, hmm, Vivo is what I felt the best on. So let me go back to it. So I went back to it again and I literally, the only way I can describe it is I felt like I had more life. Like my brain was just functioning so much smoother and faster and my digestion was so much better and my energy was up and I was like, okay, like there's something here. Do you know what I mean? So then I reached out to them and I was like, look, I don't promote anything on my social media. I am terrible with social media, to be perfectly honest. Um, I don't utilize it as much as I should whatsoever, never have done. But I was like, oh, like you guys, though, I feel like I need to work with you because like you, you were genuinely changing my life right now. So I reached out and then that's where my Vivo journey started. I started as an ambassador. I was an ambassador for like up until January this year. So a good 18 months. And um, so you earned a living living until that with personal training? Yes. Yeah, so so mainly, you didn't went back to like yeah. any of these jobs? No, I didn't go back to any corporate jobs. I do the odd, like, I do would get some money from social media. Um, and then I did the couple of like events and helping people out on different businesses that were setting up. I just helped mm-hmm. them do bits and bobs. And at first it was very much a stress because I'd gone from earning good money and mm-hmm. I'd been earning good money for years. I was always ahead of everyone else. Like I had my own property at 22, 23. Um, I had a nice car, a sports car. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I couldn't have any of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. But I was so much happier. Yeah. So as the journey went on, I just started thinking or worrying less about money. I was like, do you know what? Like, yeah. And every time I needed it, it found a way. Yeah, rather smiling like in a um, cheap uh, Volkswagen yeah. than crying in a Lamborghini. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Like so, I had a really nice BMW, and don't get me wrong, I loved driving it. it felt mm-hmm. I felt powerful. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. great. And then my last car, I don't have a car anymore, but my last car, I ended up getting a smart car, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. Um, and it's just because I guess my intentions changed. It wasn't about me looking good anymore. I wanted to get from A to B. I wanted it to be relatively cheap. I wanted it to be as environmentally good as it could. Because at this point there wasn't really any electric cars or anything mm-hmm. hybrids out there that were affordable either. So this was the best option. And yeah, it felt great. Mm-hmm. And then now I've got to a point where I'm like, okay, I've learned to, that I no longer need to stress about money. It finds its way. But now I'm ready for abundance. <laughs> nice. 
Um, so you stumbled across veganism just by intuition, is that right? Yeah. That you just like, I don't like meat, so I thought I need it, but now I don't prep, so I don't want to eat it, so I just yeah. don't eat it. It was genuinely, really? yeah, genuinely wow. that. Like, I, throughout my whole childhood, um, I only ate chicken, chicken and fish. Same. Yeah. I was. I, I mean, for a good period because I just the other things just crossed me oh, out. Like I put. It was too meaty. Yeah, and I put it out of the burger, and but then my mom like gave me like you need to eat it, blah blah blah, and kind mm -hmm. of forced me and gave me this good feeling when I did it. But yeah. I only also only ate chicken because there was like didn't taste like meat. Like it was yeah. Like, well, it's normally like in a sauce. Yeah, or exactly. Whatever. But, but I, as a kid, I also had this intuition. But it's fun that like when you grew so up, weird, that you were in that brainwashed that you think like, oh, I need it. Like, if I look back to my childhood, there are so many things that is so clear to me. Like, I, from the age of 13, I worked in a rescue center until I was able to get a job that paid. Every weekend I dedicated to a rescue center. Mm, nice. I loved animals more than humans. Um, I, like, any TV programs, like, it sounds awful, but, like, any hospital programs, I could watch them and I wouldn't get too emotional. Mm -hmm. As soon as I saw, like, an animal rescue or anything, I was like, oh, my goodness. I couldn't cope. And my best friend, similarly, um, I remember one day, I never, ever bunked off school, ever. Like, I always was, I was always late, but I was always in class. I never missed mm -hmm. it. Um, but then I remember one day, this was this, this is how weird our, me and my best friend's journeys kind of went. So there was a, a dead squirrel. We'd had an argument. Her mum dropped us to school. She'd had an argument that day with her mum. So we got out of the car and we're getting the train to school. We saw a dead squirrel on the road. My best friend could, like, she could not cope with seeing any animals that had been run over. So she went into, like, a mental breakdown for, like, a good hour and a half. <laughs> so I had to take her home. That sums her up. But now she's gone vegan too. Nice. Like, similarly, like, neither of us did it, like, really intentionally. Hers was primarily originally for mm -hmm. getting rid of the, the bits on her skin mm -hmm. um oh, sorry the spots on her skin and then she just decided actually i don't really enjoy eating meat mm -hmm. either so did you then but at some point you informed yourself and yeah, saw yeah 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 oh 100 because then it was then later that summer that like what the health and stuff started mm -hmm. coming out and, and then you went down uh downhill spine where you find out about the environment, mm -hmm. the ethics, the health, all of that more and more. And you're like, oh my God, right. I'm done with that. Because that's the thing. Like, So it started off really to do with my, myself and how I felt. And then it was definitely obviously in regards to the animals. Because like, how can I call myself an animal lover yeah. when... Yeah, I think you can. You can only call yourself yeah, like a cat lover yeah. or a dog like, lover. But, but... No, but this was a stupid thing. I loved animals. Yeah. Like chickens, you just did cows, know, yeah. pigs. Like, to be fair, I never ate bacon. But like, I remember I uh, at the rescue centre we would sometimes get rescue battery chickens. So mm -hmm. the ones in the, like, the battery farming and they'd come. And I remember like it used to make me cry so much because you'd see these chickens, they'd come with no feathers. Mm -hmm. They'd never seen daylight before. Like when we put them in the, the, the big pen in the fields and stuff, it's the first time they'd been outside. I've never seen chickens so happy in my entire life. And they were so effed up. Like, mm -hmm. Bless them, these little bald things, do you know what I mean? Covered yeah. in mites. And that, so I was genuinely an animal lover. But you yeah, I'd no, still ignore no. it. And I was just like, nah, like, I can't. I mean, our society is doing its best job to hide it and to not make us do the right. connection. Um, so yeah, but when we go to on our own journey, then we stumble across it more easily and easily because of social media. Exactly. And, uh, that sort of things. So and then you get to the environmental part. Yeah. Because I feel like this is the bit that is probably the most powerful argument of all, but the most neglected. Mm -hmm. Like... We can sit there and be like, okay, but animals are beings too. Like, da -da. There's a lot of people who don't even care about other human beings, yeah. let alone an animal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, And they don't really care about their health because it makes them feel good. Like, mm -hmm. for example, one of my family members, he will genuinely die from alcoholism and from his diet because he just, his diet is atrocious. He's a, he's a big guy, but he's ignorant to it and he doesn't care. He'd rather die eating the foods that he likes than live a fulfilled life. He doesn't think about the, the knock-on effect of other people. But when you actually put that environmental argument forward, and if it, it was more like it, it was more readily available, which we're getting to, but it's like a slower process, mm -hmm. I think, because actually uncovering those truths, is they're a lot more guarded. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The the animal argument is not hard to kind yeah. of get, but the environmental thing, there's a lot of yeah. fake news out there to try and counteract it. And many yeah. people have kids, and then they just really often or should care mm. about the kids and then yeah. like they want to like provide a future for the kids where they see fish actually in the ocean mm -hmm. and like how they grew up 
and um, when they see like, all the air. yeah all the benefits like how less um, resources are used if you eat a plant-based diet like how insane that is how less harm is done to an environment you're like okay that is a big reason mm-hmm. to to quit that um, so you turned fully vegan at the end of 2017 yeah so actually um, I pretty much had I'd still occasionally um, go out for sushi that was my thing at the time. Like it, it was very, very rare, but occasionally I would. And then Vivo challenged me that January to do Veganuary and mm-hmm. just go fully vegan. And at this point, I'd started my prep for my last competition. So I started in the January, same month of me going vegan. And then 2018. I, 2018. Yeah. And then I never went back. Nice. Yeah. And how do you feel now? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, so much better. Like, <laughs> not just in regards to health, but I think subconsciously you have this kind of knowing that you're having a positive Im- not yeah you're having a positive impact yeah, on the so planet. much like on yourself right. on other beings and on the environment like and not only just that it's just the biggest win 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 mm. concept i've ever encountered and it's a concept which only makes sense and there's basically no negative sides besides like at the beginning like uh pressure from friends family society uh, they frown up on you but that's the only thing and um, that will vanish after a while. So there are only so exactly. many benefits for yourself, for others, for the environment. So and it makes you feel like I think the biggest thing that a lot of people suffer with throughout life is we're always feeling like failures or we've not achieved something. We set all these goals and the goalposts move and da 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 da. Whereas like for me doing this, I'm a winner every day. Do you know what I mean? I'm like yes, like I feel fulfilled. I feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like okay, like yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something. So, um, and then you get more and more involved with Vivo Life. Yep. Um, now, do you work like, is it like your main job now that you yeah, work Yeah, I'd say so. And it's definitely like, at this point in time, it's definitely like my main passion mm-hmm. because it genuinely changed my life. Everything they stand for is just like, it, yeah. I, I've, there's nothing I would change mm-hmm. at all. Um, so at the moment that's where I'm dedicating my time there are other things that I'm doing like kind of in the sideline and there's something that I, I'm, I'm finally I'm very creative and I come up with so many business ideas that I, everybody has told me before as well I should really be a multimillionaire if I'd have executed all of my ideas um, but nothing really ever like I don't know gave me that fire in my belly it was just good ideas mm-hmm. and then it was about probably about a month ago that I came up with this concept which I'm not going to delve into too much just yet but I came up with this concept and I was like oh my gosh like this makes sense and I just felt so passionate about it and then I talked to like a couple of a handful of people who are really close to me about it and they were like no this is different this idea is different because of how you're talking about it um so I've told Josh I was like Josh I'm doing this you're involved so yeah so that's gonna be my sideline piece (laughs) nice I'm excited for that And um, so what are your jobs now at Vivo mainly? So yeah, so at Vivo, I organize our events. So like, for example, we've got charity challenge that we're doing next month, um, which I, I'm currently doing all the logistics for. We've got numerous like expos that are coming up, uh, compostable Fest. launch, veg fest, a yoga show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do kind of like the background stuff of all of that, which is funny because I remember I actually applied to go to uni and do event management, which I never did. It's just something I like to be organized. Yeah, and now you learn like the most because you're practically right. actively doing it exactly. and learn like how it is right now. And often in university, it's like theoretically back then. And, mm-hmm. uh, and now here, the real life world is how it is now. Exactly. And when you do it, you learn the most. 100%. Because so. it's just, it's something that's kind of installed. So I do that. I like, I'm one of the people who works on the social media stuff. Um, so yeah, and obviously this podcast, the most yeah, important part. Yeah, like <laughs> since like a couple of months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it your idea? Um, well, I'd started my own last year. And then I kind of, because I didn't have the accountability, other things happened and it needed to take a break. I needed to focus on things, so it was mm-hmm. fine. Um, but I remember Josh had listened. He's like, oh, like I, I really like your approach in regards to you talking um, and stuff like that. Like, I, I think you've got a really good voice for it. Da, da, da. So how about we do one for Vivo? And I was like, Oh my god yeah like we've got so, like there's so and also i felt selfish to a point because like you and me would have had this conversation whether there was a mic there or not most likely over this weekend and it does get to a point sometimes where i'm like i have some of the best conversations with some of the most inspiring people why do i not share these mm-hmm. do you know what i mean if they can make me feel so like pumped and 
and focused and whatever, then if we can reach the masses, yeah. then that's a win, right? Totally. I loved it. So now, um, as you already got to know that you yep. are into um, competing in bodybuilding. Yes. So like, what sparked it? So you already touched on it. It was like your passion. Okay. And, but why do you, you want to compete? Are you fucking kidding me? Don't worry. No. Yeah, oh, but this one is recording. Thank so the Lord. We just, uh, we just yeah, used this just one. We're 40 minutes. So that's <laughs> why. Cool. That's uh, why. I always have a backup. So if you don't know. Thank the Lord. You are good. We, uh, our my first microphone didn't work, but I always put my microphone next to it. Wow. And the sound is perfect. So. Good. So. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so competing, originally, so this was back in 2014 as well. So at this point, I'm still in my job. I'm still with my ex, da 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 da, da. I'm still in this little world. Um, still a self-hating kind of vibe. And I remember um, my ex was like, you need to start going to the gym. I mean, I wasn't big or anything, but he wanted me to go for my own sanity's sake, just to be healthier. So although at the time it sounded like the worst thing ever, like your partner telling you you need to go to the gym, I really do thank him for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I got a personal trainer because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. If I went to the gym, I would just literally be like on a cardio machine, like walking for 10 minutes and that would be about it. So I got a trainer once a week and still didn't really have much passion for training. But I remember one conversation, he's like, oh, I've got a client who's competing. I was like, huh? What's that? <laughs> what do you mean? And so he told me the information. So I decided to go and watch. I went and watched and I was like, look at these women like they're out on stage in a bikini they look so confident like oh they look like princesses like they got their hair and their makeup done they're wearing these beautiful bikinis and uh i just like i want to do that i want to be that person and so i told him and then a couple of months later i did it i mean at this point i was very very small um so the diet was horrific i ate next to nothing I had no muscle mass. Do you know what I mean? It was it was the that was the hardest prep ever. But you already competed a couple months after you just started. It's about four or five months. Wow. So, but and did you even have muscles? <laughs> little ones, little ones, not much. Mm -hmm. But I mean, at the same time, uh, I mean, if I competed with that physique now, I wouldn't stand a chance. But back then, it was still relatively new. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people who were going into it and who were competing in like the bikini levels were similar size to me as well. Because okay. none of us had been training that long. Yeah. Um, so I kind of grew with the sport. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I went in and I remember I went, I'd done all this prep, whatever. I remember the, the night before was the first time I'd ever seen abs on myself. And I walked out on stage and the adrenaline took me so much. I went into doing a side pose. So I had like my knee bent. But my foot, my leg was shaking so much, my foot couldn't touch the floor. I had to physically push it down. It was crazy. Um, and so I finished that prep and I felt like I came fifth that competition. I was really happy with that because it was probably like 50 girls. It was crazy. 50? 50. The wow. auditorium, like, then no, because there's so many like different federations and competitions that happen now, you don't have as many people come to watch. But at this point, there's probably only about two or three a year that did like bikini and fitness the rest were like more bodybuilding um so it was over a thousand people watching wow for my first show wow and did you i i just can't believe considering i was still hiding in the other room to change mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i i, I can't believe that just four or five months mm -hmm. starting you already compete and yep be like that good exactly so i did that anyway and i felt so like i was the first person i knew who did it as well mm -hmm. and i felt so good And then I decided I wanted to go into a, like one of the bigger federations the following year. Obviously, I needed to, to, to build some muscle. So that year was probably the most exciting year because you do get those beginner gains. Like, they're real. And I remember that year, my body just transformed. And all of a sudden, I found such a love for training. Mm -hmm. I felt so good mentally. I just mm -hmm. I started getting this kind of confidence within me. And it was my meditation. Going to the gym was my time. That was me dedicating something to myself. Um, it's quite easy to think, oh, I have no time. And then you'll find yourself in the evening watching some TV or doing something unproductive. Whereas this was me productively doing something for me. Um, and I think that was probably a big catalyst for my change as well. Um, so yeah, I started going to the gym. Then the following year, I did one of the bigger shows and I came fifth again. Um, then I went back and did that previous show that I did as well a week later and I came second. 
Wow. And, so, and the second one you did, was it also bikini? Yes. So I'd stayed in bikini at this point. And then after that competition, I took a long time. Nope. So then I competed again the following summer. I took another year out. Competed again the following summer. This time I'd built quite a bit of mass because, I mean, I trained like an animal. Um, especially post-breakup. I mean, mm-hmm. people tend to find some kind of avenue. So I, mm-hmm. I really went for it in the gym. Nice. And I went crazy that prep. And I lost a lot of body fat. It's the leanest I've ever been. And I got my pro card, but in fitness. Nice. So I've gone upper category. And when, when was that? So that was 2016. 2016. And then um, after that, I... Obviously, then later that year is when I went to the States, yeah. had my injury, yeah. put on a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, so you took like a two-year break or so? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I took a two-year break because I realized I'd had such a bad relationship with food. Following that prep, because I'd gone so crazy. Mm-hmm. Remember, I went for a, whether you call it a bachelorette or a Hindu or whatever. My friend was getting married and we went to Ibiza for a long weekend. I didn't even make it to any of the clubs. All I did was go and eat. Mm-hmm. I'd go to Burger King, Pizza Hut, and then I'd get ice cream. It was ridiculous. All I did was eat. Um, and then obviously, then I was like, oh, I've got back into training. Then I went to the States. Training fell apart because I got injured. Even though I wasn't eating bad, I just I just put on a lot of weight. Yeah. I really did put on a lot of weight. Um, and then that later that summer, obviously, when I'd come back, this is when I went vegan. Mm-hmm. And the, you go. Oh, so is this now your first vegan competition? My second. So last year I finally did my first vegan one, which was, so I went vegan that January with the Veganuary Challenge through Vegan. Oh yeah, you said that you prepped. Yeah, and then that was my first one. And the crazy thing, it it was probably the easiest prep I've ever done. Nice. Simply because the foods are what Mm -hmm. I eat anyway. I'm very simple with my foods anyway. The foods were what I normally eat. So I wasn't stressing about what I was eating. It wasn't a case of like, I remember when I was prepping as an omnivore and I'd eat like, if my first piece of chicken had a bit gristle in it or something, I'd be forced in the whole meal. And in hindsight, the amount of stress that that put on my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed my foods. Imagine my waist was an inch and a half smaller. Wow. I wasn't as lean either because I moved back down to bikini. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't even as lean, but my body composition just from going vegan. And I genuinely believe that's just due to like having less hormones inside me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being a lot cleaner. My an inch and a half smaller. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. My whole body shape had changed. Um, so I did that show in LA. I went back to LA. Um, but unfortunately, I hadn't really thought about the impacts of going so far yeah. to compete. Um, so you didn't went early. Didn't go early enough. I didn't go early enough. I, didn't, I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Um, so I ended up not feeling as good as I wanted to on the day. Mm-hmm. So this year is why I've decided, let me bring it home. Let me go to London. Yep. Have my crew there. Yep. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I'm loving Austria right now, but at the same time, I am pumped to go home. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to smash this. I'm ready. Three months old, I think. Yeah. So I've just gone past 11, so 11 weeks. 11 weeks. Yeah. So in October, which, what is the date? So no, it's 2nd of November. And 2nd of so November. it's the weekend after VegFest. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm excited how you already will look at VegFest. Probably like... Uh, right. So I'll be like a week out at Yeah, Vegfest. you will look like crazy shredded. Hopefully. That's the plan. Yeah. Um, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. So that will be your first vegan competition where you really like... Yeah, yeah. Like, the last one was great. And my whole... Per- like, my intention behind my last one, which I did as vegan, was to prove to myself and to others that you can compete in a healthy way. Um, that you don't need to overstress about food because like beforehand I had gone super extreme. Whereas this time I was, I still went out for dinner, like three, two, three weeks out. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I didn't eat bad, but I genuinely didn't eat bad period. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just so much more of a flexible approach. I felt more sociable. Um, and just to show that you could get a good body and it be maintainable and not like life or prep kind mm-hmm. of thing. Whereas this time I'm like, okay, I know I can do that now. So now's time to just go all in, like do everything that my coach tells me and just bring it. So you have a coach? Yes. Nice. Um, now let's talk about a bit of, about nutrition yep. because you're vegan. So I think they get the best of how your diet looks. Like when you guide her through a typical day of eating okay. and maybe since you're into being yep. bodybuilding competition that you guide us through a day of dieting and then a day of like normal yep. uh, lean bulking 
or if it's the same then maybe it's the same and you just eat yeah. less i don't know maybe it's, let's start with like uh you you're dieting so like, i'll give you like my rough diet at the moment yeah, like like the most average day. yeah yeah so at the moment my calories are still relatively high i'm still on like 1850 um which will obviously slowly drop down um as my prep goes on but at the moment so for example i intermittent fast i always have done i find it I, it's just something that I feel more comfortable doing. I like feeling like my body's fully digested food. I like to eat when I'm actually, oh, okay, I'm a bit hungry now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, rather than wake up and be like, oh yeah, let's eat because it's breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Um, Same. Yeah, and I found a lot of benefits from it. So I intermittent fast. So I'd normally break my fast with a smoothie bowl. So I'd have like a scoop or a scoop and a half of Perform. I'd have my Thrive to get my nutrients in as well. Then I'd mix it with some frozen berries, a banana, blend that all up. Then my Krypton... The one unhealthy thing that Black I... Black chocolate? No. Okay, wait. Uh, peanut butter? No. Oh, you said unhealthy? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's not, it's not the worst. Okay, granola? Yes. <laughs> so I get some granola on my smoothie bowl. Yeah, but you need to buy... Nowadays they have like whole grain sugar yeah, granola. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, like the granola I have isn't, isn't particularly bad. Um... And it's in my plan. I just factor it in because that's the one thing that I really do enjoy. Which one do you have? The one from... The one I have at home, uh, like, is obviously a different brand. I don't have it out here. The one I've got out here at the moment is like a coconut one. Mm-hmm. Um, no palm oil, no nothing. Is it the one from Kellogg's? No. Okay. Because they have a new line where they actually have whole crank granola. No way. And it's uh, many of the um, flavors are sugar-free, sweetened with dates. And it's like really clean. What? Yeah. Okay, we need to find this before I leave. I, I buy it all the time, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I need to find that one. Because everyone loves it. No, I, I ended up buying the expensive one because I was like, I know this one will be the best one because it doesn't got all the crap in it. So anyway, <laughs> wait for that. So I'd normally have that to kind of like break it along with, um, depending on, like if I'm a little bit hungrier, I'll normally break my fast with like a quarter of a watermelon. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not, I'll have that throughout the day. And when, which time do you eat that smoothie So I normally have the smoothie bowl probably about one. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go and train Dead around leg. three. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Then I train around three. Mm-hmm. Um. Then after my training, I would normally have um, maybe like some tofu or some something generally soy based. I used to be very scared of soy. You guys thankfully have eradicated my fear. Nice. So I generally have something soy based with like some rice and some veggies. Mm-hmm. Um. Like a curry. Yeah, maybe a something curry. Savory. Yeah, yeah, nice. something savory. Uh, Post workout. Then I'll have like um, some hummus and some crackers as a snack mm-hmm. and normally an apple as well. Um, actually, I like, I normally have my apple later on. So then I'll have that. Then later on, I'd have red lentil pasta. That's one of my staples because oh. obviously protein and carbs, you're winning. I'd have that with pesto to get my fats in, some veggies again. Um, and then I'll normally snack on like an apple and almond butter later on. And then that sounds good. good. That sounds delicious. Right. That it's sounds, a good prep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm super hungry now, and yeah. that's such a variety. Like you cover your nutrients, you're just in a deficit, so exactly. that's great. Now, is it like that when you uh, like in your bulking phase, um, just more? Yeah, or is it to different? be honest, I have to put my hands up and say that I have this full post this comp will be my first proper off season uh, because I've signed with this coach for a year. Mm-hmm. I completely trust in him. So I've signed with him for a year. So is he also vegan? No, but he knows he's, what he's doing. Yeah. And I've never felt so comfortable with a coach who listens to me. Mm-hmm. Like he generally takes on board everything that I'm saying and never mm-hmm. questions it. Whereas previous coach would be like, Hmm, are you sure? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or they literally just swap out the meat for something. Whereas this guy gets it. He mm-hmm. gets the like micronutrients as well. Mm-hmm. He understands like one of my friends, she struggles with higher fiber. Obviously, like I deal great with higher fiber. She doesn't, so she's got a slightly different mm-hmm. kind of vegan diet. Um, is, is she also with him? Yeah, yeah. Just um, wait, you've probably turned him vegan. <laughs> she, so, yeah, she's vegan. No, no, no oh, you yeah. two oh, yeah, we will. My, my last coach is now vegan. Oh, nice. I know, so it will come with this guy for sure. Yeah, you just need to enlight the spark. Yeah. You're just like the research more like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So much That's sense. The thing. Oh, so much, so much sense. And oh, this is, why should this I is not? what I love. He's doing the research. So, yeah. this will be my first proper off season with him post comp. Um, but yeah, previously to that, I've been, I've been pretty bad where I just go to intuitive eating, which has, isn't bad because I maintain, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've made any proper kind of growth in the last couple of years because I've been doing more online coaches, whereas before I used to have a coach that I saw. Mm-hmm. So then it would still push me. Um, but yeah, 
So I'm excited. This next yeah. year is going to be a madness. Yeah, you will rock this competition yep. and the next year will be madness. Then yes. the world is yours. Exactly that. Okay. I'll, be a, I'll be a true vegan savage. Mm -hmm. Cannot wait to, <laughs> to follow you for the journey. And hopefully then you maybe also start YouTube if you find time like exactly. to, to document yeah. that because that would be really interesting. Because yeah. is there currently a female bodybuilder, a vegan female bodybuilder who does it? competition like um there are there are some out there um but the one thing do you know what i will say is my quality because i now can see my own qualities is in regards to kind of like the mindset towards it like beforehand i competed very much for like an external validation piece that i was missing whereas now i'm fully whole like i'm good by myself it's fine I do competing now because I enjoy it. I enjoy the process. I like watching my body change. I like being able to push myself towards something and, and challenge myself. And then I enjoy the day. I love getting my hair and makeup done and going out because majority of the time I'm in sweats and mm -hmm. with my hair tied back. So it's nice to be, just have that princess day. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and just have a different outlook on it. And I, I do eat predominantly for health always. Like I'm never going to let my health be detrimented again by chasing an aesthetic goal um so yeah i probably i i will eventually once i figured out kind of how i want to do it because at first i tried start i tried starting vlogs after i was with you in may i was like mm -hmm. i'm gonna start vlogging mm -hmm. and then i was like oh my gosh like this is giving me anxiety yeah. it's, it's mm -hmm. a lot which is why i give you so much kudos because it's so natural for you to do um but it just shows that we're not all the same <laughs> do you know yeah. what i mean so yeah i think It would definitely be good for me to share my journey. I've just got to figure out the best way to do it. Yeah, like whenever you feel comfortable and first you need to figure it out for right. yourself. Like, um, And because I think that would be so important because you kind of figured out and figured out more and more along mm -hmm. the way how to have a healthy relationship with right. this sport because so many, like even, like I, I follow a couple male mm -hmm. um, YouTubers and there's one, I don't know his name, but like, He made recently a video how he's into eating disorders and like, uh, like mm -hmm. the, how his like how an unhealthy relationship, he, yeah. this whole com com uh, competition um, game led him into and yeah. how many did, like they all like honestly I reckon I don't even think it's crazy to say 90-95% of people who compete have a form of eating disorder mm -hmm. and. I was talking to, to Anna, a girl who's here the other day about eating disorders. And we were saying like, I think everybody relates eating disorders primarily to like, bin, uh, sorry, to uh, bulimia and anorexia. Mm -hmm. But actually one of the biggest things is binge eating. And that is what competitors are notoriously known mm -hmm. for. Like you'd end up having that cheat meal once a week. And it's not a case of cheat meals scientifically it just meant to be in place to up your fats up your carbs maybe add a little bit of salt sorry Ferdinand. um add a little bit of salt but just to like retrick your your kind of metabolism mm -hmm. but a lot of people because they were restricting themselves so much yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i did it i used to eat like thousands of calories in one meal yeah then post comp because you got rid of those restraints you'd mm -hmm. go crazy oh, i know and they rebound like yeah. absolute And that's what he was saying in the video, even before the competition, mm. like he was like, he had this weird habits where he just like chewed like a chocolate bar really well. And then he spit it out. And, but then he couldn't stop and he ate like 10,000 calories in a day. And then he like, uh, made himself threw up and like, he went like yeah. through these cycles and did like weird thing to get it all out of his body. But then he relapsed to it and I'm like, wow, yeah. like, uh, It happens. and I'm happy he talks honestly yeah. about it but what I wanted to say that we need some people who have figured that shit out who, yeah. how to have a healthy relationship to preach that 100%. because there's so much fake shit out there oh yeah it's easy blah 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 but they're like yeah. being not being honest being in eating disorders and often sharing like not that great information exactly just that. like being in crazy deficits make it seem easy when they are not because they're like mm -hmm. secretly cheating or stuff so um, yeah figure it out as you do as, yep. uh, as you're on your way and then when you feel like oh you have headspace you want to share it and, yeah. and in whatever form like Instagram is already the best too like just yeah. do stories and, and post as you do already um, now let's spice things up I just uh, have like rapid fire questions oh gosh here we go <laughs> But you... this is what started my catalyst of change in Vegas so let's see what, what happens out of this <laughs> yeah. one um, you don't need to answer fast but okay. uh, I think you can let's, let's start with a couple of easy okay. favorite people life perform flavor banana cinnamon 
Slash vanilla. Uh, is that even exactly the same? Are you single or in a relationship? Single. Um, what are things you like to do in your free time? Paint, uh, walk, catch jokes, dance. I like it all. What are your top three places around the world to visit? Hmm. Uh, Just it come to your mind okay. right now. LA, Bali, no, I haven't been yet, but I already <laughs> know. I already know. Um, and Austria. Oh, nice. Mm. What are your top three places around the world where you could see yourself living? Uh, LA, Miami, um, Canada. Canada? Mm. South America. I don't know. Anyway, South America, North America, Canada. Not too cold? You don't, you're not afraid of the winter? Uh, no, because no, I actually don't mind cold weather. Oh, really? As long as I know I've got summer. <laughs> I'm not like Josh. Josh is like, I have to escape cold. I don't like grey and rainy. Like, London is just miserable. Mm -hmm. But I feel, it sounds so silly, but I feel like certain places have intentional seasons. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to snow, snow. Mm -hmm. If you're going to rain, chuck it down. Mm -hmm. Like, London's just like, eh, here's a bit of rain. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I give me give me some weather with some actual purpose. I know. So. Like, like, yeah, that's why I also here in Austria, I love the winter because it's winter wonderland. Right. It's like, full snow, it's gorgeous. Exactly. But in Berlin, it snows for a bit and it's just grey and slushy and, yeah, and disgusting. Exactly. And then the next like sun, but everything is slushy. So it's like, what is that? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, in regards to where I'm going to live, I'm so open. I, I don't believe I'm going to live and raise my children in the UK, but I genuinely have no idea and no like particular favour as to where I'll end up. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm. What YouTubers do you like to watch that come to your mind right uh, now? V Gaines. Axel. Nice. And Healthy Crazy Cool, Miles. Oh. <laughs> and Feet. And yeah, exactly. And Feet. And anyone else? Um yes, actually two more that I always have to shout out. Um Infinite Waters, a guy called Ralph Smart. He's Diving a, deep. Yeah. Can I get a hello? hello. There. <laughs> so he's actually, he's actually a friend of mine. Oh is he? Um, and I just, he, he's just a he's Like, nobody I've ever met before. He is just truly special. Truly special. I remember when I first ever met him, we went and met uh, at a park. We just ended up walking around barefoot. Like, I met him and he was in barefoot. And I was like, well, okay then. It was before I went vegan as well. And I remember his view on veganism and me not being a vegan. It was so non-judgmental, but so informative. Mm -hmm. That that's what kind of made me dive deep. There we go, Ralph added it in. And that was what made me dive deep more because I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, this is, I didn't get defensive. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you talk to a vegan and obviously we're all passionate because we have a, a cause and a purpose that we want to educate people with. Um, but when you aren't, sometimes it could be quite quick to get defensive mm. as to why you haven't come to these realizations yet and whatever. Um, so with him, it was just, it was just such a refreshing approach for me that I kind of, Yeah. Yeah, went into it more. You know how old he is? I do, but I've forgotten. Um I was... he went to college with one of my friends. He's like early thirties. He's what? Early thirties. I think he's uh I think he's even like I think he uh, I could be mistaken, but I think he's older than forty. No 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 But I remember what I remember is like when I looked up his age I was so surprised because I thought he's super young because he looks so young and just vital, but he's actually Uh, a bit older, so yeah. yeah. That's just, but that's like so common when yeah, you live a healthy, plant-based lifestyle. It's crazy how it, and it's it's proven. And he's so full of gratitude. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, like yeah. the guy doesn't stress. Yeah, and it's just proven a proven fact that a uh, whole food plant-based diet reduces mm -hmm. your um, biological age. Well, it doesn't reduce it, but it slows down the yeah. aging process. And, and then intermittent fasting helps yeah. with the hormone yeah. growth hormone. And even even only this fact, like. Um, slowing down our aging process like that's something we all want mm -hmm. like like go vegan <laughs> there are endless endless reasons to do 100%. so 100% and then the other guy who I think is is an amazing YouTuber um, it's pronounced Prince E but it's spelled e, Prince E-A um, the guy does spoken word but he talks about some absolutely incredible topics that really like I mean, you can't argue with what he talks about. It's incredible. So he'll talk about like the schooling system. He'll talk about mm -hmm. climate change. 
Um, he talks just about like general mindset, abusive relationship, everything. He's just incredible, which is why he has so many followers. But uh, yeah, there's some great people. What's the name again? Prince E, Prince but it's e. spelled Prince E-A. You'll know him when you see his face because he goes viral on Facebook all the time. But Prince E-A, yeah, yeah. check him out. Um, currently, I associate nothing with it, but I yeah. definitely check it out yeah, now. Incredible. So there you have it, guys. You know the host behind this beautiful podcast. Me. Much or a little better because yeah, there's so much sure. more which has dipped on the surface. But I think that was great. I learned a lot and uh, I cannot nice. wait to um, just um, follow your journey from now on. Like you're well, you're really, part of it now. Yeah. Heck yeah. And I cannot wait to see you then at Batchfest. Yes. And we're both shredded. Yes. Ah. For sure, for sure, for sure. And um, yeah. So um, how do you end your podcast? Or should I do it? You know. <laughs> or do you have something you always say? No, not really. So definitely also check out the podcast with me as yes, a guest. For like sure. two episodes ago, episode nine. Yeah. And stay tuned because the best episodes are yet to come. Tori is just about to rock this podcast. Like yes. it's just getting better and better and better. You're sure. more comfortable and you're already so comfortable. Like just wait like 30 episodes in, like you will rock that and we have the great guests. And then you know at VegFest we like get all yeah. the other ambassadors on it, like uh, Brian Turner, um, Simlet Nutrition, and Maddie. what have you, Maddie, uh, and Maddie, 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 Maddie <laughs> yeah. shout out to Maddie, she just hit a million followers, know, that's amazing. Channel. like all the Vivo ambassadors, they're crushing it, know, like right? we're all doing like, all for the same movement, all together, everyone like in his or her style, yeah. and we're just growing by the minute, so yeah, it's exciting, I'm so happy to be part of, and um, yeah, we're family, so there's endless room, so be part of the Vivo family as well, because sure. the best content, the best stuff, all of it is yet to come. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, peace. Bye-bye.